You are now listening to Carly's Couch. I'm Carly. And I'm Lex. In this podcast, we discuss a wide array of topics about life and how to live your best life. Whatever that looks like for you. Hope y'all enjoy. Life comes with conflict, and with conflict, we have to have difficult conversations. So in this episode of Carly's Couch, we're going to talk about how to get better at having these difficult conversations. Happy, happy, whatever day it is that you're listening to us. It's Monday. They know. I mean, yeah, you're right, you're right. And the people who catch us on YouTube really late on Sunday nights, we appreciate you right. too. <laughs> 3 a.m. as soon as it gets published. Like, whoa, Bro, shout out to y'all. <laughs> I don't even think, I don't know if they be watching or if they just comment as soon as it comes up. But for everybody listening, please follow and subscribe on YouTube. Because one thing I do like about YouTube is they do send that notification. Like every time you do publish something, you get the notification. Um, so pay attention, subscribe, watch. Actually, hey, if you're subscribed to the podcast on iTunes, I think you get a notification too. So I, I need to Spotify to, too. Right. Spotify yeah. I need y'all to not swipe out of that and to actually listen to the episode. Yeah. Um, but I will say our downloads went up this past these past two couple weeks, these past couple weeks, two weeks. Okay. And so shout out to y'all for getting back engaged with us. We want to close out the year strong. And I think that's why I started thinking about wanting to talk about difficult conversations because you have to have them like no matter what's going on in life. Like even if you're not in a romantic relationship, you have to have them with friends or family yeah. or coworkers, bosses, people who work under you. Mm-hmm. And I think that across the board, we're just not great at conflict and understanding like ways to approach situations that are mutually beneficial and so I thought, hey, let's just try to get better this week. Do, do you know your communication style? Are you anxious or avoidant or or conflict style? Um, I don't know about the conflict style. I do know my my attachment style used to be attachment anxious. Style. I would say that's now. What I mean. That's what I, I would say. We we need a therapist to talk about those because I think that those are cool, especially on um, TikTok. I follow rabbit holes all the mm-hmm. time. But I used to be anxious. I would say now I'm secure for the most part. But um, okay, when I was in business school, because I don't know what that's looking like, <laughs> <laughs> girl, I've been doing work, but I also revert back to avoid or not avoid it too yeah. anxious, like really quickly. Um, and so it, it, you know, just depends on the day. But conflict, <sighs> I know that when we're under duress, that it takes us out of our typical way we deal with things. Mm-hmm. And so whenever you're under that, like your conflict style could be very different from your everyday lifestyle. And so um, when I was at USC, they did like a red, green, blue. So for example, if you're a red conflict style, you approach things head on, you con- you, don't, you like conflict, you want to argue, you want to talk about it, you want to get things done. If you're green, you approach it with all this data. Like you go into it, like, here's all the facts that we need to talk about. Here's this. And if you're blue, you avoid it. And so they show you the way that you deal with it. And I think mine was green, red, and then blue. So at first, I'm going to bring you all the facts. And then we're going to fight about it. And then I'm going to leave you alone. <laughs> That's real. And so I think I, it's important. Um, yeah. So I know like for my attachment style that I'm avoidant. And so when we talk about a topic like difficult conversations, I know for me, I rather just avoid all of it. Like I don't want to have to have a conversation. I'm just going to either fall back and like get real quiet or distant or um, maybe act like it's not happening or whatever. Like I'm just not really trying to have moments of conflict like that. Um, which is interesting because I have partners who are more, way more like into like, they want to talk about something immediately. And so it's weird because it's like, I'm on shutdown and then they want to turn up and then it's like, it doesn't match. 
um, or I have friends who are also avoidant. So like we just never talk about the thing. And you know how sometimes it's like things can just go on and kind of lag on. Um, so I see the results from all of that, which really it's like, all right, you will never get to like what you're trying to accomplish if you are avoidant or if you're not having the conversations you need to have. I think that is the bottom line. I think that none of these are necessarily, well, there is a right or wrong. Like I think secure, of course, is the best way to approach things and to be able to have conversations. But also if I know, like if I know I'm avoidant um, and there's a convo to be had or whatever, I think it is still important to recognize how to approach these things where both people are actually like able to participate in the right way, right? If I'm shutting down, then it's like you attacking me and being like, why are you being quiet? Why are you not doing that? It's not going to help us like have the conversation we need to have. So I I wondered what your attachment style was because that can frame like your perspective on having difficult conversations. And personally, like I'm not a fan, like I can very easily say that, like I'm, I am not a fan. I don't, if it's a difficult conversation, I'm not trying to have it. And I I love that we're on seemingly opposite ends of the spectrum, like with this, because I'm trying to way, but, (laughs) but that's also the real thing. But also, but also with me, when I say like, I'm secure, that that's work. And my, my, I always err towards anxious. And so whenever things happen, I want to talk about it right then. And so that's not good either to push up on people whenever they need space mm-hmm. or whenever there needs to be air. And so there's not, I would say secure is somewhere in the middle, but it does take a level of self-awareness to make sure you're respecting your boundaries and understanding your partners. And so, or whoever you're in conflict with, Yeah, it doesn't even just have to be a romantic partner, but it's important that you're aware of how you deal with things so that conversations can be had. Yeah. But I think we both can agree though, that there people are so different. And so whether, and you said at the beginning, whether it's work, friends, family, like there's with any relationships, there's always going to be mm-hmm. some place where you're not on the same page and where you need to have a conversation or you, whether that's you expressing what you need, whether you're expressing an issue with somebody or an issue with the situation, whatever it is, um, it is still important for sure to, as we've been talking about in the last few weeks, to honor yourself and what you need um, and when that comes to involving somebody else, like that can be difficult, but like, what, what are the things that make it so difficult to just express that? Like, why is it that we can't just be like, Hey, X, Y, Z, I'm having this issue and we need to talk about it. Man, I think, um, a big one, uh, especially I think for anxious people is like, you don't want to hurt the other person. Cause you're automatically like going into it, assuming that it's going to be hard and you're thinking about their feelings. And so you could not honor yourself in trying to protect their feelings or even what you think, cause you haven't had the conversation. So you don't know. But I think a lot of times what keeps us is like, you don't, you don't want to upset the other person or you don't want to like hurt their feelings. Hmm. I guess I'm kind of thinking about it too, because I don't know. I don't really view myself as somebody who, I don't want to say I don't care about other people's feelings, but like that wouldn't be the main motivator, but maybe outside of not wanting to hurt their feelings is it's always going to be something selfish. I think a little bit more selfish where it's like, I don't want that person to view me as a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, there I don't you want go. the person to view me as I'm being selfish or as I'm being rude or mean or 
or I'm even a difficult person. So even in relationships, sometimes it's like, hey, I kind of actually want some flowers or, you know, whatever it may be, right? It's like, you might not express or have that conversation because you don't want to appear difficult or like you have needs or other things. You may be shorting yourself in that way. So I think that's another reason as well, sometimes why we don't have difficult conversations because we want to maintain other people's uh, like view of us or a certain view that we want to have of ourselves um, that obviously isn't aligned with what we actually want and who we actually are. So that just leads to resentment. So it's like, also, you got to keep it real with yourself. I was about to say, yeah, that's a big one. And yeah, maybe it's just like trying to control the other person's feelings in general. So whether mm-hmm. it's controlling, like how they see you, how they see your needs, like how you want them to view you, or like, you don't want to get them to get upset. Mm-hmm. I think also drama, like you don't want to mess up a good moment. Like you having a great day, you know, with your partner, you don't want to mess that up. So you're like, man, let me just forego this because I don't want to always be that person who's bringing up something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Because after a while you do, you can easily start to become a nagger or look like a nagging person when you've talked about something multiple times. Um, and especially if you're not approaching it, uh, I don't know if I should say the right way, but like if you're not approaching it in an open and like healthy kind of way, that's not like attacking somebody, then it's like, all right, after so many times, also another thing maybe it's like, if you keep having to have the same type of conversation or there's an issue that's ongoing, maybe it's like, you're not re- willing to have a difficult conversation because really, what that means is you need to walk away or you need to like step away or you need to like cut somebody Mm -hmm. out like hey maybe we just need to not be friends or maybe we need to not try to be in this relationship or you know maybe we need to not be trying to force something and sometimes I think we have difficulty accepting that and so it's like instead of having the conversation we need to have we just kind of like going along with the flow sometimes oh absolutely and avoiding what really needs to happen or be said because yeah, admitting yeah, the truth to ourselves can person. be hard. Like what they do, yeah. they do how they're going to be is how they're going to be. If you find yourself, you're like over explaining. If you're trying to blame somebody else or something and say that they have the issue. It's like, all right, if you're over explaining, you're being over responsible now at this point. And it's like, you got to do what you got to do and, and um, maintain your own boundaries. Right. So um, the, and that's again, if you've had like multiple conversations. So if we're going back to like having that initial conversation, sometimes I think though we do, it's like, all right, we wanna act like something's not a problem. And so we don't wanna even have that difficult conversation in the first place. Mm -hmm. And I think that can stem from like, not knowing how to approach it, not knowing what to say, or like feeling like your words might be misconstrued. So you wanna be very, you know, careful about what you say. Mm Um, but even like going back to my attachment style, like just anxiety about the conversation, because you can't control how the other person is going to respond or react. You don't know what the outcome is going to be. There's a risk that you could be perceived differently or that things could go crazy. And I think a lot of times people can spend so much time playing the what if game in their head. Mm -hmm. Like, oh man, if I, if I tell my boss that I don't like the, you know, the, the tone he uses with me, like I could lose my job and then I'm gonna be homeless Mm -hmm. and then nobody's gonna hire me. And you know what I mean? Then we go down this whole path of catastrophizing. When it's like, dog, just have the conversation. Yeah. And I think I've talked about this on here. I don't remember what episode it could have been, but I, one time, like, like I was like, okay, I was ready to have a conversation. And I, in my head, I thought it was going to be so fucking smooth. Like, because honestly, because I was like, you know what? I was going to be like, you're right. I recognize this and that. And then it still turned into like a, some argument. I was like, oh, damn, like, shit, I just cannot win. Like, I don't know what's happening. Like, you really cannot try to forecast how somebody's going to react And so I think what's most important with like a difficult conversation is really understanding 
where do you stand and how do you feel? Like, that's really all you can kind of convey. I feel a certain way. This is what I would like to see, you know, perhaps. But it's like, man, as soon as you like start thinking too hard about how you think it's going to go or what you think they're going to say, I was like, man, I am perplexed. I don't even know how we got here. Now I'm turning something else. And, you know, I mean, at least I spoke up because to what you said, it's like, I, I don't know if it's like not knowing how to have the conversation sometimes. But again, it's like, I just don't. It's not like we've talked about feelings sometimes like I don't even know mm -hmm. how to really understand like what am I feeling or why do I feel upset and then it's like to try to figure out how to express that to somebody else sometimes it's also like I don't really know where to start so I'm just not going to say anything um so I think like a lot of times it may be you know just you really figuring out what the issue is and how you're really feeling um so you can express that and a lot of times I find mm -hmm. myself just googling I'll hop online and be like you know, I just type random stuff like, oh, I'm feeling like this or this is the situation. And it's just like, what, you know, what do I do? How do I bring this up? What do I say? Um, and I'm not, you know, I'm not ashamed of that. Like I will Google how to have a conversation about whatever. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, you know, a lot of times that's helpful. And a lot of times it really just shows you like, hey, it's, you need to think about yourself, you know, half time. But um, no. yeah, sometimes you just need help with like, how do you get started? Yeah, and I love that. And I Google everything also. And I also remember that episode that you were talking about that. Um, and so it's like when you're in these situations where you don't know what to say or you don't, you, you, you know that something needs to change or that a conversation needs to be had, like what is the tipping point for like enough becoming enough? So you Google, you know how you feel, like how do you actually know that it's time to have this conversation or what makes you choose to have it, even though you don't want to or it's uncomfortable? Mm-hmm. Mm. You know what, maybe, so two things. I think that, because this, a difficult conversation can come from maybe the second or third time somebody does something as simple as they listen to their music too loud in the car and you're like, dang, I kind of, this is a little loud. I didn't want to say nothing the first couple of times, but now it's like, all right, this is their thing, but what do I say? I'm in their car. I don't want to bother them. Um, mm -hmm. It can be as simple as that um, to where I think timing also is important too. So it's like, if somebody's doing something against you or hurtful to you, um, I think as soon as you feel some kind of way, that's a, that's a reason to say, okay, this is something I need to kind of talk about. But maybe depending on what it is and or depending on what's happening, you need to pay attention to the timing of when to bring it up. Oh, I actually was listening to uh, probably School of Greatness who was talking about this? I want to say it was Dr. Phil. He's had him on recently a few episodes ago. Man, that was such a good episode. Yeah, and uh, maybe it was that. I hope it was that one then. Um, and there was something said about, he's like, hey, don't talk about the things necessarily while they're happening or why you feel some kind of way. But now during a good time, like let's say if this is a relationship-based thing, you guys are going on a walk, having a good time, that may be the time, a better time to bring up like, hey, you know, this is how I'm feeling about a certain thing, not when it's happening and when people may be more prone to be defensive or, you know, not really in a space to listen necessarily. Again, I'm not sure exactly how to say like what to say at that exact time, but, and, I, and I'm also not sure how I feel about that. But if you're in the moment, sometimes I feel like even how you try to express yourself can come across as an attack or it can come across as reactive um, or aggressive, et cetera. Um, or like pointing your fingers or blaming and things like that. So 
Um, I, I do think that it's important to maybe like think about your argument, make sure you're not tripping. And at a better time, like you can bring it up as like, hey, it's something that kind of bothers me. Because also I've been, um, I've had it said to me before too. It's like, hey, like if something's bothering you, like why don't you just say something? And it's like, oh, okay. Like, so, so also if somebody cares about you, whether it's family, a friend, relationship, they also want to know like what's bothering you. Like they don't, that's not fair to them, right? Like if you're just sitting here mm-hmm. like feeling some kind of way and they don't really know what's going on or why. Um, but the way you say things and how you say them is very important. So I think timing is a big key to difficult conversations. Man, I think that's such a huge one. And not not only for you, but for the other person too. So mm-hmm. we've been talking about relationship, but imagine a work example. So let's say you're mm-hmm. having a conflict with a coworker, or you don't like the way they approached a client or something, or you gonna roll up to them like at the staff meeting in the morning when everybody's like, good morning, mm-hmm. by the way, I don't like what, no, you're not gonna mm-hmm. do that. So it's like, you know, figuring out the proper time um, and also making sure, and as a very emotional person, like making sure you're not being led by your emotions because they are very reactive and physiologically, whenever your body is in a stress response. So whenever your emotions are very heightened and you are in your fight or flight, you're not as intelligent as you normally are. And you're not thinking from your right place of mind. And so you do need to take that time to settle down and check in with yourself before you approach anybody else. Because boy, I was packing out the side of my neck a couple of weeks ago. And Mm -hmm. had I just paused, it would have been a much better outcome. And and those are always the convos that like I'll end up regretting, mostly because they'll end up being being rooted in insecurity. If it's something that's mm-hmm. like right as something's happening, you say something or like, oh, well, X, Y, Z, or like, you shouldn't have been doing this or you're doing whatever, or I have a problem with this. And it's like the way you talk in absolutes or the way you say things, a lot of times I feel come from a place of like your insecurity where it's not, it's not an effective conversation if it has these extra layers of kind of baggage and other things on it, which is why it's like, all right, take a minute, like breathe, think about it. Sometimes A, it's not that deep. And sometimes two, it's like, all right, let me approach this the actual right way with like real facts and not being like, you always do this or whatever, you know, where it's like mm-hmm. off top, you, you lose and you come across crazy, not crazy for real, but you know, like you come across a certain way when it's like, you're, you're telling somebody that they always do a thing. And it's like, what? I just did this, this, and this, and this for you yesterday. And it's like, okay, let's really like think about what's going on. Um, so all of that I think is important in difficult conversations. Um, but what does it mean to separate your emotions? Does that mean we can't, we're not allowed to be upset, we're not allowed to feel angry or sad or, you know, however about what's happening that we need to have a conversation about? No, like I, y'all know that I am a proponent for emotions um, and trying to figure them out. So I, I, and I always leave with my heart, like that's my thing. Even if we have a, um, are having a difficult conversation, if I take the time to process, I'll know how I feel and I'll still feel like that, but I'm not coming at you like that. Meaning if you upset me, and it's in whatever um, scenario, work or partner, relationship, whatever. I'm not going to come at you with my full force of anger. That's what it means to separate. It's like I can still be angry and not treat you like I'm angry and lash out on you. So I would say that the ability to separate your emotions is to not bring them into the conversation. You can feel them. They can be backing. You can discuss them because they deserve to be heard and they're valid. And also not lashing out the person just because somebody pissed you off doesn't give you a right to talk to them crazy. Mm-hmm. Like you, I mean, sometimes like there's always a time and a place, but it's like and separating also, those moments. Also sidebar, before we get into like, how do you kind of untangle your emotions from the situation? Sidebar though, 
sometimes the difficult conversations we need to have are because we did wrong. And it, that's sometimes even harder, I think, to tell somebody when you're like, oh, I know I, I wasn't right. Like, or I said this, or I did that, or whatever. And you know, you could say, you should say something, but it's also easy to just never say anything. Um, and to just kind of keep moving, but you kind of feel like, uh, I should have, you know, address this or that. Um, I think that's important to include in this conversation as well, because making things right on your end, if you're off or wrong, is very powerful. Um, I've, that's what I was talking about earlier when I tried to do that and it didn't go well but there's times that I have tried to do that or have done that and they're like oh thank you like now like we can kind of be on the same page about something or or that's important for your own accountability and being able to actually grow and move forward in certain things as well is having difficult conversations where you were wrong um so just want to throw that in there as well that you know again while we always kind of focus on it's easy to focus I think on you know other people like you got to talk to somebody about what they did you know a lot of times it could be us as well man and you know what's funny is that's actually the first step so um I was listening to a podcast and Mel Robbins was talking about it and um a lot of her examples are more Mel Robbins oh okay five second rule Mm -hmm. um but she was talking about it about difficult conversations and the first step is to acknowledge responsibility in the issue and that's whatever situation it is Mm -hmm. even if it's a work situation so let's say that you had um a person that was working underneath you on a team that you know was consistently late on deadlines or not meeting things you have to going into this difficult conversation with this person you have to acknowledge that you're, you're part of it. So, you know, yeah. I, I allowed this to happen five or six times. I never said anything. That's my bad. You know what I mean? Like owning up to your part of it too, whether it's like, man, I've been avoiding this conversation with you because, um, you know, it's difficult and I didn't want to hurt your feelings. And I really like the work you do, but you have been off lately or whatever it is, but always start with acknowledging your part in the situation, whether it's you allowing things, you not being upfront, you avoiding the conversation, so that the other person can kind of be put at ease. So they know you're not just going at their throat. You're not just coming at them crazy that you're acknowledging yourself and what you did. Mm-hmm. And you're honoring them in that way too, like helping them feel seen and showing them that you've done enough research and thought enough about the situation that you see the whole picture and not just them messing up or doing something. Yeah. But I think it's still important how you deliver that too. Cause that made me think about, I've had somebody tell me before, um, like we're we're arguing about whatever and they're like yeah you know it's my it's my bad you know I see it's a lot of my fault too I should have I shouldn't uh stuck around it's like what <laughs> like, what I okay like yeah, I should have left a long time ago when I saw xyz and it's like okay but you didn't so here we are <laughs> like all right <laughs> it's like, you, I think you know like when you like a not it's not an apology but like when you when you say things in a certain way but it's like you're still just trying to throw it on me and it's like all right bro like whatever yeah and that is not what this is. And we did a whole episode about apologies. Like, please, I got to find the number, but go back and listen to that. If you are trying to apologize to somebody and learn how to do better or about not accepting bullshit ass apologies in general, because mm-hmm. that's a bullshit ass apology. That's not, man, that's my bad. I stayed, shut up, leave. Right. Bye. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, all right. And yeah. if, yeah, right. and if <laughs> yeah. that's how you feel, you, the conversation should be like, so I think we should do this. And like, you actually honor what you think you need to be doing versus going in those same circles. But I digress because I'd be in the same circle too. Anyway, um, yeah, another way when we're talking about having difficult mm-hmm. conversations, um, another thing that that's important, I think is, uh, to think about the outcome that you want when you're getting started with the conversation. Um, but again, I think you have to be careful to make sure you're not trying to define the outcomes you want from the other person exactly. I, and I don't know how deep that has to be. Sure, you may want it to be like, okay, I want them to understand 
this is how I feel, or I want them to, you know, I would like for them to, to agree to not do a thing. Maybe that's cool. I don't, I'm not sure how deep that should go. Um, but you can't be married to those things if it's other person, right? So um, think about what you want, which may just be to be heard, to be understood, um, that you want to get on the same page about, hey, I want us to have a better relationship as a brother and sister or as a relationship or as friends. Like I want, you know, things to be a certain way. Um, in that way, it's like also if you're keeping that at the forefront and having this conversation, maybe you can, it'll help you view the difficult conversation as more of a means instead of like, this is an obstacle type of thing. Like this isn't necessarily a bad thing. Um, and it's so funny because I'm saying all these things, I'm like, that's exactly how I view all of it. But <laughs> but I'm, like, I'm working on it. That's all I'm like, mm, girl, like I be knowing what I need to do, but also it's like, I don't want to have no difficult conversation. Um, but every time I've had to have a difficult conversation, it just, it makes you closer. Difficult conversations lead to intimacy. They mean real intimacy. They mean that you're actually being vulnerable. They mean that you're actually growing with a person. Um, and having issues with a person is not an end all be all and not a bad thing. A lot of times it's a signifier that we're getting closer and that we are growing together. Um, so I think that, you know, having that outcome in mind is helpful in letting that kind of be like what leads why and how you're having this conversation. Mm -hmm. I think it provides an anchoring point. So it's like, even if the person is going to hear something that could be hurtful to them. So like the way that they talk to you hurts your feelings, or they did this to you, if they know like in their head that, man, you know, we're having this conversation because she really cares about me and our relationship and she wants it to get better. Like that's why we're having this conversation instead of just approaching it. I feel like nobody thinks like, that we're actually in the middle of a difficult conversation. Uh, and that's the crazy part. Like to me, and, and maybe that's my problem too, is that when I hear, when we're talking about having a difficult conversation, I think about an argument. Because to me, most of them, it like, it's so easy, right? You might you might go in like, hey, Carl, you know, I just want to talk about X, Y, Z. The next thing you know, it's like, well, that's why blah, 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 blah. And like, you're like, it very quickly can like turn, escalate. And I think it's hard sometimes to like, just keep it at like, a base point where it doesn't feel like, oh, we're not, it's not just an argument per se. Yeah, and it's hard, but I think that that's helpful, right? So if we were having that conversation, if I knew at the beginning that you started it with, hey, I really wanna make our friendship better, like I really care, then whenever we start getting into it or maybe arguing or whatever, there's a part of me that still is like, oh wait, but the, the purpose is to make us better, not to, you know, demean me, not to hurt my feelings, not to, you know, do whatever, not to come for me. And and so it's like helpful to know what the intent is at the beginning, at least for me, so that we can know, like moving forward, what we're working towards. Because otherwise, sometimes if people are just bringing up things about somebody that bothers them, but there is not any reassurance of why mm -hmm. or why we're having this conversation, I think it can be very problematic. And I think the trauma is very real from having a lot yeah. of terrible, difficult conversations and arguments. And I think one thing we haven't talked about yet, and that's very important is with difficult conversations is be prepared to have your feelings hurt. Because if I need to have a difficult conversation with somebody about, hey, you're kind of like, I love you to death, but you're kind of doing this. Or like, this is a thing that actually is pushing me away or bothering me or whatever. It's hard, like we said, it's hard to have these conversations because you you hate to offend people that you do care about or you hate to, mm -hmm. you know, come across a certain way. But also it's like, man, for your own like sake, mental health, whatever, 
happiness it's like bro like this is really bugging me and you to say that right like twofold on the other side it's like man like can you allow somebody to to state that and to talk about you in a way where it's like damn you might feel bad but also can I also separate this and be like hey like I'm affecting this person in this way and you know that's hard that's really hard and also as a person who might be speaking to somebody like it's hard to hurt somebody's feelings and you know the feelings are going to be hurt and it's hard it's hard to like have your feelings hurt when people want to talk to you. So sometimes I'll know, like if somebody was talking about something, it's like, oh man, they're about to tell me about myself or like, you know, how do I not be in my feelings about it? And, and I think that's a part of it. Like you're going to, but now it's how you're reacting in that space. And I think probably the easiest way to deal with that is just like, shut up and listen. If you're on that side of it, it's like, yo, just try to shut up and listen and look for what you can agree with. And and just hear what they're saying and try to try to understand what they're saying. But that's a big part of difficult conversations, getting your feelings hurt. And that's that's where you be blown. But you know, that's the that's man. really like to me, I think that's like one of the biggest prices. It's like, man, I don't want to hurt my friend's feelings, but dog, like they are getting on my nerves or whatever it may be. Family member like that's staying with yeah. you or whatever, like, oh, they're I really don't I feel bad because I don't you know, they're in my space and it's really starting to blow me, but like, what do I say? And it's like, I don't know, we got to say something. Right. And so yeah. at the end of the day, their feelings are going to be hurt and dealing with that from both sides is very difficult. It is, but it's necessary. I yeah. think anytime, like we're, we're growing as people and inevitably you're going to fall short. You're going to hurt somebody's feelings. You're going to piss somebody off. They're going to do the same thing to you. But I think like we've been talking about, recognizing what you need and honoring yourself mm-hmm. requires That's, having okay. these conversations. That's your life. Damn. Yeah. yeah. Or are you going to live a life that's continually avoiding things to make yourself feel better in order to make other people feel better? And I'm not sacrificing myself for everybody in my life. I love y'all, but we're going to have conversations and it's okay. And they suck and people's feelings get hurt, but they're necessary. And one of my favorite things you said is like, I always feel closer two people afterwards like mm-hmm. I feel like we grow or we don't right maybe the relationship ends but if Not we're meant to be each other's lives and- <laughs> anytime you be arguing or whatever there's gonna be extra turns up afterwards it's like damn that's probably, I don't know if that's unhealthy or healthy but all right <laughs> you feel close <laughs> is this toxic yeah is this toxic like, right what's going on? What, like whether it's a friendship family relationship whatever like when you have like a deep argument but then you kind of come together afterward it's like oh now we're a little closer like we got over a hill and now we're like closer it's it's weird it's it is but it's like because you can go through those things together and I think it it allows you an opportunity to be vulnerable and to be seen and Mm -hmm. then them too and anytime you're more vulnerable and opening yourself up to potential hurt like and being that's being intimate with a person it's not just like having sex is not the only way to be intimate it's Mm -hmm. really sharing yourself with somebody and so it's like are you willing to do that and that's why you feel intimate because you're doing that you're sharing yourself and so now you feel closer and then, of course, that may just be how it manifests out or whatever. But, you know, you feel yeah. closer. And you're not just sharing this, like, perfect version of you who you think you have to be in your head, who never is upset and never does anything to people and is always this. It's like, no, that's not really you. That's, like, who you want to be perceived as, but that's not you. So the moment you shed that and allow people to see you, the good, the bad, and the ugly, because we've all been there, um, that's whenever you can really start to grow relationships. And so I think listening and validating is probably the most important thing you can do um and that's listening to help the other person feel heard and seen and you don't know how they're going to respond or react but giving them space to do so 
and then validating them and their emotions. Like I hear you or I see you or I understand that doesn't mean you have to agree, but you do need to validate their emotions. And again, on the episode about apologizing, it's not to be like, well, I'm sorry that you feel that way. That is not what mm-hmm. we're that is not what we're saying. You're just validating that yes, their emotions are very real. They're real to them and that matters to you. Yeah, that's hard sometimes. It's again, people are so different. All of this is hard. All of you this know, is it's so hard. Like people be like, Well, I feel like this and I want you to validate that. And it's like, all right, bro. <laughs> that's how I feel like. Man, you look, you got it. I don't, it don't make sense to me. But at the end of the day, to your point, it's like, if that's how you feel, that's, it has to be validated. So, um, and regardless of like, you shouldn't even need certain explanations of certain things to just hear what the person's saying, how they feel, you know, it's like, all right, that's, this is how you feel. It's not a right or wrong. Um, but now what do you do from there? Um, is there any other is there any other tips like we have or that we can come up with for like how to have a difficult conversation? Um, I would say, oh man, I just had a really good one. It was so good. Maybe it went a, a little- lot of it is um, kind of like focusing on like kind of the same framework as apologizing where it's like focus on how you feel. Um, oh, I would say if you're on the receiving end of this, so let's say someone comes to you, you know, like recognize that it's also hard for people to come to you with this. And mm-hmm. so like, Thank them for sharing that too. Like it's not mm-hmm. just you being heard. Like it probably took them a lot of talking themselves up in the car before yeah. they could come in and have this conversation with you. And so yeah. I would also say just recognizing the other person, like, thank you so much for sharing that with me. That, you know, I can imagine that might have been tough, you know, to come talk to me about this. Mm-hmm. Even if your feelings are hurt, like you still honor people in your space. And so I think on the receiving end, that's a big tip to recognize that, you know, it's hard. We but we yeah. all know how hard it is. So acknowledge them. Yeah, it, it really is. Like, it's just as hard to, like, sit there and listen to somebody talking to you as it is to, like, finally get up the nerve or, you know, figure out how you're going to approach it or what you're going to say to say that to somebody. Um, and again, though, like we've said with the last couple episodes, though, I it's a huge weight off your shoulders because, like, I think sometimes we don't even realize how much we kind of let these things weigh on us. It could be the smallest thing, but, like, especially with, like, a friend or, like, family member or something like that, like, you just you just haven't said anything and it can really weigh on you and and I think what's weird is that it can weigh on you until like now you have a conversation and it's like oh like the hardest part or like the more stressful part was you anticipating and thinking about like what's gonna happen and you know like before you even say a thing right like you're you're stressed out about how they're gonna take it and all of those things when once you actually just get this over with and like rip the band-aid off um, as is seems probably most things in life now it's like okay we're actually just moving forward and like whew, like finally like why did I wait so long or um, you know this this makes sense right like recently I've realized like oh yeah conflict is actually this makes sense because it literally moves you forward um, it's it's literally the only way to move forward otherwise you're regressed you have resentments and you know things just build up and pile up that are not healthy for you so conflict is a good thing and it really especially depending on how you grew up um the type of person you are your attachment styles all those things it is hard to accept that or like it's hard to really like wrap your mind around looking for conflict or like looking to like hop into it but it really is the way forward. And it's so funny, like even now it's like, I'm learning that and I know that and it's still difficult, but 
I can like, you know, all this stuff is practice. So like it's a little bit easier and a little bit easier and a little bit easier to like, just do it and just get it over with and just have the conversations. For me, I think the most important thing now or the thing that I try to be most aware of is like, how am I approaching it? And making sure like mm-hmm. we take that pause and, you know, you're not just sitting here like accusing people of stuff and X, Y, Z, right? So that's kind of like where I'm at now. But um, I like this conversation that we're having around difficult combos because I just think it's so, it's so important and so applicable to literally every part of your life. Every single part. And like, it doesn't ever get easier. Like, I just, mm-hmm. I feel like I've been self-aware for a long time. And I mean, increasingly so, but like, it doesn't get easier because you don't want to hurt people that you love or you don't want to upset people or whatever. But um, I've been practicing just being more bold. So taking less time to stew in it and to sit in mm-hmm. the anticipation and allowing all the catastrophizing to happen because Boy, don't make me just want to never talk to that person again and move to a different country. And I don't want to do that. I want to have these conversations. And so I just do them. But I like um, what your therapist told you like a while back, like you just started the conversation. Hey, this is I don't know how to say this. And this is really difficult for me, but I'm feeling like this. You know what I mean? Just going into yeah. it, stating from the beginning. I would say some tips when you're thinking about it is still listen, validate the other person. Again, I'm reiterating that because that's probably the most important thing. Don't use accusatory language. Don't say you always don't blame them. Don't say you're making me feel like this. No, you're choosing to feel like this because of something that happened. That doesn't make your feelings any less valid, but don't blame the person. Like recognize your part in stuff. And then I would say the thing we haven't discussed, but something I think is important is if it's applicable, perhaps having next steps or having something that would help the person meet your needs or not do that again. For example, you know, lately I've been feeling like we haven't been really connected and it's been hurting my feelings. Something that would make me make me feel more connected to you is if we spent quality time together at least once a week or something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then kind of outlining that. So giving an option to fix it, like telling them what it can look like and then allowing them to opt yeah. in, but coming to a solution together. Yeah. So it can't just be like, well, I need you to send me flowers on every Monday, on Tuesday, yeah. we gotta have dates, Wednesday, we get met. And sometimes people don't even know like how to solve this for you. Like, they're, cause they're thinking like, oh, I'm, I thought we were connected, you know? And it's different yeah. for different people. So that I like that advice to kind of come to a suggestion of like, hey, how can we, you know, do something once a week or, you know, just kind of come up with something together. That is good. And that also requires you to look inside yourself and figure out what it is that you need and Mm -hmm. what that actually looks like, because we're out here speaking a million different languages to each other about love and connection and intimacy and conflict and whatever quality time. And so it's like making sure we're on the same page because anytime that you communicate, y'all can get closer, but you have to have the conversations. So just have the conversations. All of that to say that. Mm-hmm. I like that. So the, I think this has been a good combo. Hopefully um, people are, I think, listening to this. One of the main things is just understanding the importance of not being afraid to have the difficult combos um, and thinking about where you may need to have those and like how can you move forward in that space. Mm-hmm. And so hit us up at Carly's Couch on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, because we popping over there. Um, and let us know, you know, what are your tips and tricks and keys to having difficult conversations? Or if you're not having them, let us know how you're going to start having them. Also, I'm not going to lie. I've been a little lonely lately because we haven't gotten any voicemails. So 
Right. Have no, any no reviews, no nothing like that. No Y'all not listening. Come Y'all not on. real listening. Man, so if you want um, us to talk about anything in particular, if you got stuff, cool stuff going on that you want us to shout out, call us at 323-505-2030. It sounds like I'm about to do a jingle that's like on the radio back in Oklahoma and Texas. They like real mm-hmm. good ass jingles. Everybody, but 323 for their number. <laughs> we got to make one. I can make a TikTok out of it. Anyways, um, yeah, this bad. week's okay. shout out. This week's shout out is the Babe Cave LA. It is powered by women of color in an effort to champion and cultivate our community's creativity. Visionaries Randesia um, Simmons, and I'm so sorry if I mispronounced that, Randesia Simmons and Sierra Hood are both multidisciplinary artists and entrepreneurs, and they've collaborated and produced art together for over the past eight years. And then they expanded this into the Babe Cave LA Studios, which is a safe workspace and community for all artists. CC um, Sierra, she paints and like makes sets, uh, pop-up sets. And so you can check out their Instagram. We'll link it. And shout out to my homie Sims for doing a Busta Rhymes uh, photo shoot in their newest pop-up that they have. So you can book some time and they're in downtown LA. So follow them. Black and brown women on business doing great things. Yeah. And then, awesome. oh yeah. And that's so funny. Uh, that's, that's one of the homies is on there is like their first picture. So go check them out. Um, book some time if you have a creative vision that you're trying to do. Then we end every week with a question of the week. And Alexia, yeah. can you describe your life in a six-word sentence? Oh, that's a lot of math right now. Um, <laughs> or okay, just in one sentence. It doesn't have to be six words. And actually, that could be it. That's a lot. Uh, a lot is two words. That's a lot. Of no, a lot math. is one word. Oh no, this no. two words. Fuck. How about, well, I'll say that's a lot of math now. <laughs> and I'm going to use that <laughs> because um, I think that's reflective of my life right now because I feel like everything is at a place where it's like, oh, I have to like think so hard about like, are these numbers making sense? Is this, is this math, math in? Like, whether it's like with work stuff, client stuff, contractors, getting things done. And sorry, somebody's like blasting their music next door about to have a party. <laughs> Um, but yeah, that's, that's really what my life is right now. It's like, I'm having to like, feel like I'm kind of overthinking a little bit or having to think really hard about a lot of numbers Mm. and just how things are connecting. Oh, that's a good one. And see, I cheated. So I asked her first, so I could be over here counting Mm. my hands on one, two, three, 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 three. Um, I would say live, love, laugh, live forever. More like, uh, I would say doing my best. Yep. That's it. But I would say doing my best and having fun. Like that's look, that's that's all your girl got right now. That's all your girl got right now. Um, but shout out to me real quick because I remember last week we talked about where in our life could we be more spontaneous or or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was talking about booking trips. And so shout out to me for booking a trip because it's been a minute. So okay. you're about to be outside. Okay. Yeah. How far are you going? Where are you going? Or or whatever I'm you want Oklahoma. to talk about it. I'm, oh, say, I'm going to Oklahoma. You going home? Yeah, I'm going to pop up on my mama. Oh, and for the holidays or something sooner? No, nah, something sooner. Like real oh, quick. Cool. going to pop up on her and then all the homies from Fire and Little Africa. I'm going to see them mm-hmm. in, to- in Tulsa and then slide down to Oklahoma City to see all the peeps down there. Oh, cool. Good. Well, that's good. Yeah, it feels good. Like if you have the means and you just like, we're going to just go for a little bit, uh, especially when it's like home or somewhere where you can have somewhere to stay. Um, or people to hang out with. That's really good. So good to see you getting outside. 
man, finally, it's been a minute. Mm -hmm. um, but how do y'all describe your life? Um, you can use a six word sentence or however many words you want to use. But hit us at Carly's Couch. Thank you for listening. And we'll see y'all next week. Cheers. Bye. Salud. Salud.